This is Ham College, Episode 8, for August 31st, 2015. Ham College is brought to you by ICOM and the D-Star QSO Party, September 18th through 20th, 2015. And by hamstudy.org, a great place to study for your amateur license exam. Hi, welcome to Ham College, Episode 8. I'm George. I'm Tommy. And we've got a fun show lined up for you tonight. We're going to do a little bit different than we've done before. We're going to show radios, but we're going to do more with them than just uh, key up and listen to them whistle. Yeah, we've got, uh, uh, we normally do a history lesson, mm-hmm. uh, but we're not going to do a history lesson this time since on our question pool, we're kind of at the end of the frequency section. And we want to try to wrap that up, so we're going to do something in context with the frequencies. But I think you guys will enjoy it. I think you will. And first, before we get into that, though, let's uh, just mention a couple of things here. Anytime that we're doing an episode of Amateur Logic or Ham College, we've got a chat room going on here. You can join us at amateurlogic.tv/chat, but that's only when we're actually shooting and streaming live. Right. Uh, a lot of you, or not a lot of you, but some of you are over on the live stream chat on YouTube. If you're there, we can't monitor that one. Come over to this chat room so you can participate with the rest of them. We've got a pretty good crowd in there this evening. So. Uh, we do. We've got, got a nice crowd in there, and they are having a big time, too. We were talking about uh, me drilling a, an antenna hole in my new mobile. Or me drilling a hole in his new mobile. Yeah, and it's not going to happen. Well, there might be a hole drilled, but if it is, he's not going to do it. We'll we'll find a... I'm not feeling the trust here. But. <laughs> well, not either. I think that's the problem. <laughs> what did we talk about last time, Tommy? Do you remember? Radio waves. Radio waves. That's right. Also, we, we did something else. We showed uh, RF on a scope. Yep. And More it, radio waves. That looks just like a sine wave there. Yeah. And in fact, it is. Yeah, sure. Just a different frequency. Yep. A much higher frequency than than an audio audio, sine wave. But, you know, a wave is a wave, whether it's an audio frequency or whether it's an RF frequency. The majority of them are are all sine waves. Now, there could be, you know, different waveforms for different... types of uh, modulation. Uh, Since we're finishing up frequencies, we're going to talk about uh, bands, band plans, and frequencies. And uh, since last time we touched on the band plan, I guess that was last month, wasn't it? We had the band plan chart up there. 
Um, anyway, it's a pretty important topic, so I wanted to bring it up one more time since we're kind of finishing up that section. The ARRL definition of a band plan is that a band plan refers to a voluntary division of a band to avoid interference between incompatible modes. So it's every amateur's responsibility to know his or her privileges for their license class. This means the bands and modes that you're licensed for. The privileges for a technician class that we've been working towards on this show are as follows. You know, I never realized that, that we had those privileges. I knew we had some CW privileges on HF, but I didn't realize we had that well, many if you, bands. If you look at it, it's just a tiny, tiny little sliver of it. But It is. But yeah, yeah. We, it's uh, quite a bit. And we've got uh, 10 meters and, and uh, 6 meters and a lot, yeah. a lot of good stuff that you can do just with the entry-level license. With each of these bands you're allowed to operate in, there are, a lot of, there are slices that are allocated to different modes. Some are for data, CW, phone, or, or voice, and etc. Always refer to a current band plan chart that can be downloaded from the ARRL site or the ICOM site. While it's typically not illegal to do so, you may draw some unwelcome QSOs if you go down near a frequency used for APRS and start rag chewing with your friends or something. So follow the band plan rules and, and be a courteous hand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another thing we wanted to touch on is calling frequencies. We've mentioned it a few times, but we never really went into what it is. A calling frequency is commonly known frequency used to initiate a contact or a QSO. After your contact's made, it's suggested that you move or QSY to another frequency to carry on your conversation and free up the calling frequency for someone else to use to make a contact. And that doesn't always happen. You'll hear a lot of people on that uh, two-meter calling frequency there just right just ragged you just ragged you and just hanging yeah, out but yeah but that's that's yeah it, it's a suggestion but that's typically yeah. the the courteous you know the courteous thing to do yeah i think you go to for. some of the other bands like six meters and all and they really observe that you know yeah. they, they do try to move off to another frequency somewhere right so a lot of people use the calling frequencies when they're traveling to monitor for traffic or ask questions about the local area when you're going through you know, where to find fuel or different things like that. Uh, for instance, if you're mobile driving across country, you may go from repeater to repeater, but some if someone's not available or you don't have a repeater directory with you, you a lot of times you just listen to like 146.52, which is the national calling frequency for two and meters. That's what we listened to when we were going to Huntsville the other right. weekend. Yeah, yeah. We, and we actually heard a few people on there yeah. when we were going through Alabama. Mm -hmm. Anyway, most people monitor that two-meter frequency, and uh, it's also good in case there's an emergency. You don't have a repeater. You can call for help there if that's your only means. Yeah. Um, while a lot of fun can be had on all these bands, it's a technician class license holder. Most of you will spend the most of your time on two meters or 70 centimeters. They're the most popular for local communications. Um, Anyway, they're useful for things like storm spotting, weather nets, and even APRS uh, network is on that that one as well. One of the uh, bands that you have privileges to is six meters. A lot of times that's referred to as a magic band. And uh, anyway, you can kind of get a taste of HF there because if you get a band opening, you can easily talk across country or, you know, even to another country from... Uh, Six meters. Yeah, although that is VHF, I think. It is. It is it falls in the VHF band, technically, but it's but, got some, uh, if you get your band open, it's a lot like HF. Oh, it is, yeah. It's and, a lot of fun. You know, I have not worked a lot of six meters, although I've been a ham for, for a long time now. 
Yeah, well, I've, I've done it off and on. Not, I wouldn't say a lot, but uh, I take spurts uh, mm-hmm. hanging around there. Yeah, I really don't have up an antenna for six meters, and that's that's my fault. You know, I should get something up there because it is, like you say, the magic band when it's working. It yeah, it's really it's, a, well. it's a lot of fun. A lot of people have just dedicated six-meter rigs and, mm-hmm. and work nothing but that. But uh, and, Yeah, if you're a technician, this this could be a very good band. It's not one you'll use all the time because when it's not working, it's really it's, yeah, yeah. If it's, it's not working, dead. it's pretty dead. But if you catch a, a even a little band opening, it's it's a lot of fun. And mm-hmm. you, I'll be honest with you, you'll catch one of those and and kind of get your feet wet in the HF type thing, and mm-hmm. you'll kind of get the fever. So if I'm a technician, you know, I did see we had. You know, all those areas there where we could work CW, but if I'm a technician, I probably have not learned Morse code Yeah, you yet. probably weren't interested in learning that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's probably not good to say, but I, I really don't care much about Yeah, CW. and some people do, and with some people, it's yeah. it's one of their favorite modes. It's, sure, it, it's, a, it's just, good, and yeah. uh, a lot of people enjoy it. So if you're a technician and you haven't learned the Morse code, then... If you had an HF radio, there's really two bands then that you're going to be interested in, and that's uh, 10 meters. And also, although 6 meters is uh, technically a VHF, that's going to be on most HF radios right. these yeah, days. it's on pretty much every one of them that I can yeah. think of. So that that is some area that you could use a, an HF radio for, mm-hmm. uh, even though you really don't have... Uh, extensive privileges yeah so but if you're if you're pretty much everybody's going to want to i think most everybody's going to want to upgrade at some point Mm -hmm. so you know if you can afford it you know look at getting uh an hf radio where you can play with some of these other bands you know this uh technician class life isn't just uh, relegated to two meters so there's a lot Mm -hmm. more out there i guess was the point of this this whole thing and and you're talking about 10 meters a little earlier you know, that's right next to 11 meters, duh, but, you know, 11 meters... It's only one meter off. Yeah. 11 meters is CB, and if you have any experience with that, then you know that typically it's kind of a short distance, but when the band opens up, you know, or, or what do they call it, when it's skip... When the skip's rolling in. When the skip's rolling in... <laughs> oh, man. You know, it really goes a long way. Uh-huh. That's the way 10 meters is, and... Uh, a lot of amateurs have taken old CB gear on 11 meters and converted it over to 10 meter use, and you know yeah. a lot of people use that on 10 meters. Yeah. Anyway, there's a lot of fun stuff out there to do. You know, when you get your technician license, uh, do some exploring. Yeah. Use use that technician license. I mean, there are a lot of people that are um, getting into amateur radio. They get their technician license, and then they immediately upgrade to general some even take it at the same time but and enjoy your technician privileges you know we've said that a lot but you know really you can have a lot of fun as a technician and uh, you know I I wouldn't say you know go straight for general or extra and get on HF yeah you can that's that's fine but if you never do two meters and 440 you're missing a big part of ham radio oh yeah so yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of fun in all the bands. All the bands. Tommy, you know, last time we said we were going to give away something on the next episode, and this is the next episode. Boy, it came up already, huh? Seems like it's only been about a month. 
You're right. I yeah. think I think you are right. All right. So what are we going to give away? Well, I think we're going to give this away right here. This this stylish shirt and cap again. Sty and see, is that could you have worn that one? No. No. So it's your lucky day. We're still. I'm not wearing this one, and it's still being given away. So yeah, it's a nice shirt. An Icom Ham Crew shirt. And we've also got the matching Icom hat. Yep. To go with it. So one day they're going to come up with some Icom shoes, and we're going to give some of those away to go with it. Mm -hmm. it be Icom from top to bottom. So what we're going to need to do now is. Draw a lucky winner for this. We had people uh, send in their entries to Ham College at AmateurLogic.tv. I can't even remember. Did we ask them a question or did we just say email us? I think we just emailed on this one. Okay. And here's our lucky winner. I don't know if he's in the chat room or not. He may be in there. Oh. Let's see. Oh, yeah. He hangs out on the Facebook group all the time. Yeah. Well, well I'll be. I don't think he's in the chat room, but uh, hey, uh, congratulations, Dennis Casey, KC1BHS. Yeah, congratulations, Dennis. We're going to cool. send you the stylish you'll icon be the, cap. You'll be the best looking ham at the next ham fest, along with the guy, people wearing the Amateur Logic swag, too. That, I like how you said that. Yeah, you know that? One, of the, uh, one of the best dressed hams there. Yeah, <laughs> yep. You can wear either one of those items and be a best dressed ham. Yeah. All right, congratulations. And I tell you what, you know, this was a lot of fun. Why don't we do it next month? What are we going to give away? Well, let's give away the same thing. Dennis I, might not like that. We're not going to give away the one Dennis won. <laughs> what, we're, what we're doing is uh, we've got one hat and one shirt. Between the two of us, we were fighting over it before the show tonight. <laughs> Anyway, um, ICOM's going to ship him one. Well, awesome. So we'll just let them know that uh, okay. Dennis won. Great. Awesome. They'll ship it out. And th we'll do that again next month. So if you'd like to win an ICOM cap and a T-shirt, well, send us an email to hamcollege at amateurlogic.tv, and we'll do the same thing. We'll uh, just do a random drawing, and whoever comes up wins. Mark your calendars. You're invited to the biggest D-Star QSO party. Talk to the world by connecting through D-Star repeaters around the globe. D-Star QSO Party 2015 is this month from September 18th through 20th. D-Star continues to help amateur radio grow. It's an exciting technology that introduces new people to the hobby. It's high-speed communication and digital voice that's crystal clear. And the D-Star QSO Party is a great way to develop camaraderies with amateurs all over the world. Communicate through as many D-Star repeaters as possible throughout the world. Make contacts with D-Star stations and amateurs. Work as many foreign countries as possible to increase your chance to win. And get bonus points for including GPS position data and communications distance in your log. Ten qualified participants will be randomly selected to win an ASUS MemoPad 7. For complete party details and instructions on how to submit your log, visit ICOM America's amateur landing page. Then join the D-Star QSO 2015 party September 18th through 20th. Good luck, and make sure you visit icomamerica.com amateur for more information on the 2015 D-Star QSO party. All right, first question for the night. 
Let's see, I will, uh, I'll read this one. What frequency range is referred to as HF? A, 300 to 3,000 megahertz. B, 30 to 300 megahertz. C, 3 to 30 megahertz. Or D, 300 to 3,000 kilohertz. Okay. I read the question. That means... That means I get to answer it? That means you get to answer okay. it. Okay. Well, I know 300 is... That's uh, even up above VHF. It's going to be... I'm going to go with C. 3 to 30. 30, we, earlier we were talking about 6 meters actually being in VHF, and that's 50 megahertz, so that's going to probably be B, and I'm going to go with C. All right, you think it's C, 3 to 30 megahertz. Yes. I think you're right. And That's my the, final answer. That is your final answer, okay. Well, you know, these are going to be some of those type of questions that you're just going to have to... Uh, kind of remember the answer to them. Yeah. The, unfortunately, most of these frequency ones are just going to be like that. So just mm -hmm. going to have to study them. And, and generally, if you'll learn one or two of those ranges, you'll be able to reason out the rest of them. Yeah. And but, one, but learn all of them. But, I mean, you can do yeah. that. And, and one thing that's interesting, um, all these separations between HF and VHF and all that, at least that part, they, there were threes. So mm -hmm. The numbers are uh, are threes. So, yeah, let's see if you're right, Tommy. I think you are. There you go. <laughs> What's going on? But you're just going to kind of have to remember what, what we've got um, super low frequencies. I don't think those will be on the exam. I don't recall seeing anything listed as super low frequencies. I don't recall, frequency. especially on the technician exam. Yeah. There are uh, low frequencies that are way down there, but I don't recall seeing them on here either. Um, then we've got uh, what's called medium wave. Mm -hmm. uh, that's AM broadcast. Yeah. And above that, we've got HF starting 3 megahertz to 30 megahertz. So technically... The 160-meter band is not HF. Is that correct? I guess that's, not. That's medium According wave. to this, it wouldn't According be. According to this, it wouldn't be because it's like around 1,800 yep. kilohertz. So. Right, 1.8. Yep. What are the frequency limits of the VHF spectrum? A, 30 to 300 kilohertz. B, 30 to 300 megahertz. C, 300 to 3,000 kilohertz. And D... 300 to 3,000 megahertz. Okay, it's your turn. It's my turn. Well, I know it's not 300 to 3,000 megahertz. Answer D there, because that's going to be that's going to be on up there, ways. It's going to be UHF. Yep. C 300 to 3,000 kilohertz. Hmm. So that's 300 kilohertz to 3 megahertz, if I transpose it. So no, that's not VHF. 30 megahertz to 300 megahertz. Well, let's see. 
HF went up to 30 megahertz. VHF is the next band. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that's it, Tommy. It's gonna be B. Is that your final answer? Uh, well, let me just say A. That's that's way too low. So yeah, uh-huh. it's it's gonna be B. Let's see if I'm right. You're right. And everybody in the chat room was correct too. Uh, it looks like uh, Dave N3NTV is kind of uh, he's got a stuck key or he's repeating <laughs> himself there. He's really happy that it's B. He is. Mm-hmm. All right, next question here. Which frequency is within the six meter band? A, forty nine megahertz. B, fifty two point five two five megahertz. C, twenty eight point five megahertz. Or D, twenty two hundred and twenty two point one five megahertz. And okay. this one is mine. Mm-hmm. And the only way that I know to do this one is, I think it's 300 divided by the frequency in megahertz, so get you the meters. Okay. And if you do the math on those, B is going to get you about 5.75, which is going to round you up to 6 meters. So I'm going to go with B. Now, did you just figure all that out on the fly, sitting right here? I'm that good. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, let's see. Let's, I actually remember that. Let's let's just kind of narrow it down here, though, if you didn't know that. Well, if you looked at D, 222.15 megahertz, that's way above 6 meters. Yep. All right. Um, C, 28.5 megahertz. Well, that's down. That's in the HF band. We just talked about that. Yep. And that's actually, uh, what, that's that's around 10 meters. So it's either got to be A or B because I remember that the 6-meter band is right around 50 megahertz. Yeah, and 49 megahertz is where you run your remote control race car. Yep. So that's a little too low. Yep. So it's got to be B. Well, let's see. Okay, next question. Which amateur band are you using when your station is transmitting on 146.52 megahertz? A, the 2-meter band. B, the 20-meter band. C, 14-meter band. Or D, the 6-meter band. Yeah. Well... If you were paying attention earlier, we actually said exactly this. Yep. We actually gave it away. Sure did. Didn't even realize we were going to. Now, I notice everybody in the chat room is saying A. Well, one of them said ah, but I think he meant A. <laughs> so let's see. Well, I'll start at the bottom. D, six meter band. It must all be from Canada. Yeah. A. So it's it's not the six meter band. Remember, we just talked about that. Yeah, we That's just down did around that. fifty, 50 megahertz. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So C fourteen meter band. No, I don't think so. No. Uh, that B. It's still too high frequency for that. B twenty meter band. You can still do mm-hmm. that same math. Three hundred times the frequency. We'll give it to you. Mm-hmm. So let's see what that comes up to. You got your calculator handy there. Let's just see what it comes up to. 
this extra 300 divided by 146.52 yep two meters two meters a two meter band which is we knew it was two meter band because we talk uh, on that one all the time yeah or we listen to it when we travel yep but that's that's where the two meter band is that's one you'll particularly be interested in as a technician because Mm -hmm. that's where most of you are talking and that and that's actually the calling frequency we mentioned earlier Mm -hmm. it sure is so there we go hey two meter band way to go all right on to the next question here what is the national calling frequency for fm simplex operation in the 70 centimeter band okay a 146.52 megahertz uh, b 145 megahertz c 432.100 megahertz or d 446.000 megahertz well 70 centimeters we know we just went through this the uh Figuring out what was two meters, so we know mm-hmm. A and B are not going to be in the seventy centimeter band no, that's, because we just determined they were in two meters. Yeah, those are two meters. Okay, so that leaves C and D, and and the only way I know to know this one is just to know it. Yeah, and, and I do know the answer just because I've been hammed. It's a ham, and it's four forty six. Uh, it's D. Well, let's see, because I didn't. Uh, I don't remember the answer to this one. but You don't know the calling frequency? I don't know the calling frequency. No, but I notice everybody in the chat room here is saying that it's D. Well, well we got a everybody. C there. It's it's either C or D, Tommy. I'm, I'm going with D. You're, you're going to stay with that, okay? I was really thinking C, but let's see. Okay. It is D. Well, you got that one. What can you say? It's just one you had to remember. Yeah, it's just, well, it's just like 146.52. You just know Mm -hmm. that one. Are you new to the ham world or an existing amateur operator who wants to take your license to the next level? Study for your radio license exam at hamstudy.org. Hamstudy.org is a free online learning tool powered by ICOM. It was created by Richard Bateman, KD7BBC, Michael Stuffelbeam, KV9G, and Rich Porter, KK6GKE, and it uses a modern web design to enhance the experience of studying for your technician, general, and amateur extra exams. Since 2013, hamstudy.org has helped new and existing hams to familiarize themselves with the question pools, use stats-based flashcards to focus on material they need to learn, and take practice exams to gauge progress. Visit hamstudy.org on your desktop computer or mobile device. Register for a free account at hamstudy.org to access personalized study history and other site features. Prepare for an exam in an intuitive and comprehensive manner. Check out hamstudy.org, powered by ICOM, for free learning tools. Good luck on your next exam. Which 70 centimeter frequency is authorized to a technician class license holder operating in ITU Region 2? A. 53.350 megahertz. 
B, 146.520 megahertz. C, 443.350 megahertz. Or D, 222.520 megahertz. And it's mine to answer, so I think we can rule this out pretty quickly. I don't think, and it will in some cases, but I don't think on this question what ITU region you're in makes a hell of beans difference because... They're wanting to know a 70 centimeter frequency. Well, A, 53.350 megahertz, that's um, that's a 6 meter frequency. That's right. That's way down. Mm-hmm. So it can't be that. B, 146.520 megahertz, can't be that. That's well, 2 meters. We just determined that a few minutes ago. Yep. C, 443.350 megahertz, that's going to be my answer. Because D, 222.520 megahertz, that's not in the 70 centimeter band. So there's only one 70 centimeter frequency listed there. How do you know 222 is not in the 70 centimeter band? Because if I did 300 divided by 222.520, it wouldn't be 70. Right. Right. All right, everyone uh, here is saying C in the chat room. So uh, everyone knows this. There you go, 443.350 megahertz. Another job well done. Thank you. You're welcome. Next question, which of the following is a result of the fact that the amateur radio service is secondary in some portions of the 70 centimeter band? A, U.S. amateurs may find non-amateur stations in the band and must avoid interfering with them. B, U.S. amateurs must give foreign amateur stations priority in those portions. Uh, C, international communications are not permitted on 70 centimeters. Or D, digital transmissions are not permitted in 70 centimeters. And I guess this is my turn. Mm -hmm. And D is not going to be it. You can do digital in 70 centimeters. Yeah, I'll agree. See, international communications are not permitted. That uh, That's kind of irrelevant. Oh, well, the I question think they are was, permitted. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's irrelevant anyway to the question that says, which the result, <clears throat> which of the following is a result of the fact that the amateur service is secondary in some portions? So, uh, B, U.S. amateurs must give foreign stations. I think it's A. U.S. amateurs may find non-amateur stations in the bands and must avoid interfering with them. So we're, we are secondary uh, on, on several bands, at several portions of several mm-hmm. bands, and that's exactly what it means. If, someone, if one of those uh, that have higher priority by the mm-hmm. FCC are on there, then we're supposed to yield to them and let them have, the, have it. I, I think I'll agree with you. Let's see. And you're correct, it is a U.S. amateurs may find non-amateur stations in the band and must avoid interfering with them. Right. And I think maybe this is uh, this has been a problem out in California. Didn't they have to vacate some 70-centimeter frequencies? Yeah, I seem to remember of, something about that a while back. Yeah. I, I don't remember the exact case, but... Uh, you know, I don't remember actually hearing any non-amateur stuff on 70 centimeters or on... Around here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we're, it's not that populated here, so. Yeah. Yep. 
All right, next question. Which 23 centimeter frequency is authorized to a technician class licensee? A. 2,315 megahertz. B. 1,296 megahertz. C. 3,390 megahertz. Or D. 146.52 megahertz. That D just keeps coming up, doesn't it? It does. And let's see, this is uh, mine to answer. So I'm glad you got this one. I know it's not D because that's a 2 meter frequency. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, C, 3390 megahertz, that's going to be 3.39 gigs. I don't think that's the 23 centimeter band. I don't think so. Uh, B, uh, 1296 megahertz, I think that's going to be the answer right that's there. That's what I think. Or A, 2315 megahertz. Now, I don't think that's it. But Most uh, everybody in the chat room is going with B. They are? All right. I think I'll go uh, I think I'll go to my calculator and just prove this to myself. 300 divided by, what would that be? 1,296. Uh, yep. 1,296. Just enter it directly. Point two three one. That's twenty three centimeters. Right on the money. Yep. That's why taking that calculator when you go to take your test, mm-hmm. taking that calculator can really help you a lot. It can help you a lot. And incidentally, you can you can only take a basic simple calculator. You cannot take a programmable one right. in there when you go to take your your exam. That's a good point. So let's see if we're right there. Yep. 1296 megahertz, B. Yep. Math doesn't lie. Math doesn't lie, usually. Yeah. It lied to me a little bit when I was in high school. But, uh, <laughs> all right, let's move on to the next question here. What must you do if you're operating on the 23 centimeter band and learn that you're interfering with a radio location station outside the United States? A. Stop operating or take steps to eliminate the harmful interference. Uh, B, nothing because the band is allocated exclusively to the amateur service. C, establish contact with the radio location station and ask them to change frequency. Or D, change the CW mode because this would not likely cause interference. Okay, uh, so I'm, I, I think this is just a common sense question right here. So I'm going to go with A. Stop operating or take steps to eliminate the interference. If you're if you're operating and you're interfering with a radio location station outside of the United States, I'm not even sure how you would know that you were interfering with them, but I I guess you would somehow in this instance clearly. Yeah, I don't know how you would know either, but I guess so. Uh Somebody I guess you knew. could be. Well, I, I, we know for sure it's not going to be D. I mean, if you're interfering with somebody, changing uh-huh. the CW, that's not going to stop it. Uh, C, yes. establish contact. contact with the radio location station. Ask them to change frequency. No, I think they probably have priority uh-huh. over us. Nothing, uh-huh. because this band is allocated exclusively to the amateur service. No. Nope. And that's... That's 1.2 gigahertz. I know there are other things that share that one. Yep. So, so I mean, uh, it's got to be A. That's the only one that makes sense. So, some of these are just common sense things. And I'm hoping that. That's it. Got. 
You're correct. I had a little more common sense than my mom said I did. I think so. (laughs) (laughs) In your own mind. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right, let's go to the next one here. Which of the bands above 30 megahertz that are available to technician class operators have mode restricted subbands? A, the 6 meter, 2 meter, and 70 centimeter bands. B, the 2 meter and 13 centimeter bands. C, the 6 meter, 2 meter, and 1.25 meter bands. Or D, the 2 meter and 70 centimeter bands. All right, I'm going to have to look over that one again. Which of the bands above 30 megahertz that are available to technician class operators have mode restricted subbands? This one I honestly don't know, but uh-huh. I have a hunch about on it, but I don't know that I'm so sure. So I believe what they're saying here is switch band above 30 megahertz. So that means it's not going to be an HF band. Has a mode restricted subband that means a part of that band that you can, you can only, only run, a certain, run mode. certain modes in mm-hmm. all right uh two uh six meter two meter and seventy centimeter band uh, b two meter and thirteen centimeter band I'm not even sure what thirteen centimeters is right off that's gonna be on up there pretty good. See the 6 meter, 2 meter, and 1.25 meter band? Or D, the 2 meter and 70 centimeter bands? Boy. You know, I really don't know the answer to this one, Tommy. I, I think it's... Can I can I give my hunch? I think it's yeah. A. You think it's A? Yeah, and the only reason I say that is because when I was looking at that band plan, I seem to remember seeing that on those three bands. Well, I'm glad that you cleared that up for but us. But I don't know that it's the right answer, but I think it's right. That's what the brave souls in the chat room are saying. No. Oh, wow. See? See. The 6 meter, 2 meter, and 1.25 meter bands. Wow. Is, Almost everybody missed it except Charles. Well, let me ask you a question. What is the 1.25 meter band? 220 megahertz. 222 megahertz, yeah. I was going to guess D on this one. but You should have uh, said you were going to guess C, man. But I don't feel... You missed the opportunity. I don't feel so bad because you were wrong and everybody in the chat room was wrong. Nobody got this one. Yeah, it's tough. Some of these, you just have to memorize them, learn them. Yep. Which we clearly didn't. <laughs> Which emission modes are permitted in the mode-restricted subbands at 50 to 50.1 megahertz and 144.0 to 144.1 megahertz? A, CW only. B, CW and RTTY. C, SSB only. Or D, CW and SSB. So what do you think? Well, that's a small, that's just a small sliver of the spectrum right there and i'm thinking it's going to be a i think you're right because it's at the very bottom of those bands Uh and typically that's where we see cw on our band and that's the same that's the same portion that the technician had in the on the band plan Mm -hmm. um and well the same little sliver in the other uh, you know like up in uh, 80 and so forth Let's find out. 
There you go. Lucky guess. It was a. It was kind of uh, <clears throat> pandemonium there in the uh, chat room. We had some A's and B's. No, but, we were uh, all over the place. Yep. Running willy nilly through the alphabets. Yeah. Anyway, A. Well, that's that's fun. That was kind of fun to go back, refresh that. Yeah. All right, let's go on to the next one here. Which emission may be used between 219 and 220 megahertz? A, spread spectrum. Uh, B, data. C, SSB voice. Or D, fast scan TV. Boy, these are good. Yeah, I'm glad you got there. this one. I know you are. I didn't even know we could operate between 219 and 220 megahertz, much less what mode. Um, A, spread, spread spectrum, B, data, C, S. You want to use your phone a friend or? Phone a friend. You've never watched Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? No. What's a fifth grader? <laughs> okay. Just, I, I, here's another one, Tommy. I haven't studied. Uh, I don't think it's spread spectrum. I don't think it's data. I wouldn't think SSB voice, and I wouldn't think fast scan TV. But I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm going to say fast scan TV. I'm probably going to be wrong, though. We got B's and C's both in the chat I room. Think, I think it's B. You think it's data. Well, let's find out. You're right. You got it. What, what can I say? What is a band plan beyond the privileges established by the FCC? A, a voluntary guideline for using different modes or activities within an amateur band. B, a mandated list of operating schedules. C, a list of scheduled net frequencies. Or D, a plan devised by a club to indicate frequency band usage. All right. So okay. what do you think? All right. So beyond the privileges established by the FCC. So the FCC is going to tell us what frequencies we can use. And mm -hmm. like ARL or whatever sets up the... Uh, the rest, the uh, what modes we can use, so we don't interfere. And I think, yeah, I, I'm I'm sure it's not a mandated list of schedules. That doesn't make sense. No, a list of scheduled net frequencies. That's that's nothing to do with a band plan. A uh, plan devised by a club. No, it's it can only be a voluntary guideline for using different modes or activities within an amateur band. Yeah, and that. I don't think that's really established by the ARRL so much as maybe it's an ITU thing that we're coordinating with other countries on, on some of that as well. But let's just see. And you're correct. And that's what uh, everybody in the chat room yeah. thought, too. All right, one final question here. Why should you not set your transmit frequency to be exactly at the edge of an amateur band or subband? A, to allow for calibration error in the transmitter frequency display. B, so that modulation sidebands do not extend beyond the band edge. C, to allow for transmitter frequency drift. Or D, all of these choices are correct. So, That's another common sense one to me. That's, uh, yeah. Um, let's see, this is mine to answer. Mm -hmm. 
I'm going to say it's D. All of these choices are correct. What do you think? I concur with that. Okay. Yeah, you don't want to be right on the very edge of a band because if if your uh, transmitter is a little bit off frequency, you could be transmitting outside of uh, you know your privileged area. And not to mention certain modes use a certain amount of bandwidth. And that's what B is there. The modulation mm -hmm. sidebands are going to extend beyond. Right. So you're going to yep. be over out of out of band, mm -hmm. out of what you're licensed for. Yep. And C to allow for transmitter frequency drift. Some older rigs, you know, actually will will drift yeah. frequency. Yeah. Now you could go right on the edge of a band and say you could go to the bottom edge of um of say the eighty meter band. And well no, let's let's pick another twenty meter band. You could go to the very bottom of it and transmit upper sideband and theoretically you'd be within the band. But you, you yeah. just you well, just if don't you had an older that. rig that that may yep. drift a tube type, or it's just not, mm -hmm. it's not a good, good idea to do that because yeah. you you could without knowing being over in the other band. You could. I think we have just completed our section in the technician uh, study questions for for frequencies. Frequencies. So uh, next time, I'm not sure what it's going to be yet because I have not looked that far ahead. But, but uh, I'm sure it'll be good. It will be. <laughs> all right so why don't we get set up here and we, we promised them to let let them look at radios so why don't we get some radios out okay. here and so we're going to look here first at uh, my id 51a this is the 50th anniversary edition which uh, i don't even, i don't think there's probably any of these left unless maybe a dealer somewhere still has some oh really yeah uh, basically same thing as ID fifty one A plus is that what they call yeah, it? Yeah, I think so. Except it just you know this one has a uh, color on it, and it says fiftieth anniversary when it boots up. Anyway, let's take a little closer look at it here. We can see that uh, on this handy talkie, it's what we call a dual band. On the top band here, we're looking at a two meter frequency, uh, one forty six megahertz. On the bottom there. We're looking at uh, a 70 centimeter frequency, 440 megahertz. And that's um, not all handy talkies, but a lot of handy talkies these days are dual band. Yeah, most of them. Unless, you, unless you're just looking for like dirt, cheap, you know, pretty much every other one's got it. Mm -hmm. But there are a few, few just single band ones available. Yeah, and practically all of them have two meters and 70 centimeters uh, there might be some six meter handy talkies out there probably very few yeah there's some that have six meter and then there's a few of them that have uh, 1.25 yeah the two, 220 megahertz mm -hmm. range yeah and there's probably some 10 meter handy talkies out there but those are, are a little more rare yeah generally it's going to be two meters and uh, 70 centimeters and when you get started as a technician you know Something like this would be a good radio. And there's a lot of them out there. This one's an ICOM, but, you mm -hmm. know, all the major manufacturers make them. Uh, Chinese manufacturers make them, too. So there's a variety of stuff. This one just happens to be the best one ever made right here. I can't argue with that. No. I love I'm, mine. I know you can't. Yeah. Uh, I'm really, uh, I really like mine, too. Mm -hmm. I really didn't know the difference. I mean, I've been using a... Uh, um, 
a really cheap handy talkie previously. I won't mention it. You really were. Ones. I really was. <laughs> okay. But uh, anyway, I've, I've really been enjoying this one. So let's look now at an HF radio and, uh, and look at what frequencies are on there. Right now we're on the 20 meter band on this one right here. We're operating in the uh, upper sideband mode, which is typically on 20 meters where you'd be, but we won't really get into that at this point. To change bands on this rig, Tommy, what button do we push? That's a good question. That's why I ask you, because um, there you go. Just go for that one. All right, you push the one that says 1.8 on it. It's a little hard to see on the camera here. That moves us down to the 160 meter band. Yep. Then we've got the next one. We've Label 3.5, but that moves us into the 80 meter band. Or 75 meters. Excuse me. So, yeah, 80 or 75 meters, depending on uh, what you want to call it. Just There's a the 40 meter band, 7 megahertz. Yep. So you see, we were way lower than, you know, the uh, 146 megahertz that we saw on the handy right. talkie there. And we got one with a 10 on it here. And that's. 10 megahertz right there. And 14. All right, there's a 20 meter band. There's the, uh, that's 18, uh, 18 megahertz. 21. 21 megahertz. 24. 24. And 28. 28. And we're, all these are HF frequencies. And, and even though this is an HF rig, it's got. It's six got meters, six meter band uh, which in it is as a well. VHF. Technically, it's a VHF. Yeah. If you look right here, you probably can't see it, but it says HF slash fifty megahertz. Yeah. Now yeah. that's that's a fun band. You know, we made some good contacts on field day. We did. We did. Now another thing to notice here, you're not limited to just these bands on here. I mean, as far as transmit, yes. But as far as receive, you can go to the 28 megahertz band here. You can scroll on down into the CB range and listen to CB radios on this thing. Yeah, you just can't transmit. Just can't transmit. Essentially, though, um, this covers a lot of ground here. You can go down to the 1.8 megahertz band, the 160 mm -hmm. meter band there. You, you can go down into the uh, AM broadcast band, listen to radio stations on here. You'd probably... Yeah. Uh, Want to put it on AM to do that. Oops, I re knocked you out of position there when I did that. But anyway, you can go down there and listen to AM broadcast. Uh, you can even go below the AM broadcast band on these. Yeah, they, there's a lot of fun stuff to just listen to on here, too. Yeah, we'll have to do that one night. Hook up an antenna to uh, HF rig and just listen. You'd be surprised at what's down here, aircraft or airport beacons and just mm -hmm. all kinds of things. But HF radios are really nice receivers for for hearing just a lot of stuff. Shortwave stations, um, beacons, like we said, just yeah, all kinds of yeah, stuff. Yeah, a lot of people, actually our buddy Wayne likes to, he'll flip his down and uh, go into the to the 11-meter uh, band, sometimes traveling, just to mm -hmm. kind of hear if there's a traffic problem or something it's a good yeah. idea because yeah you can hear you know short short things that have happened yep so there you go a couple of different ham radios there um the hf rig which goes 
you know, from actually six meter VHF on down to I don't know how low we got it tuned to 126 kilohertz there. There we go. Boy, this oh, is wow, almost man. audible. This one goes down to look at that. 30 kilohertz. Wow. We can hear humans can hear up to 20 kilohertz, so this one really goes low. That's that's pretty low. Yep. Wonder what's down there. Oh man, I don't know. My dog could probably tell you that. <laughs> Weather alerts then. Yep. Yeah, well, that's, well, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. That's a nice rig, too. I love this display yeah. that thing. Uh, you know, I, I've recommended this rig to a lot of people here. Uh, IC7410. Uh, it's, it's, it's above entry level. It is a... It's a serious radio. Yeah, you know, I had but one it, at the house for a while. The, the mm -hmm. DSP, the audio quality on this thing is really nice. Yeah, this this sounds so much like uh, the more expensive Icom mm -hmm. radios. It's yeah. very, very similar. Anyway, someone's going to win this rig here. We're going to give it away, as you mentioned earlier, on Amateur Logic. Yeah, so if you want to put your entry in, go to, what's the URL? AmateurLogic.tv slash contest. AmateurLogic.tv slash contest. We should have it flashed on the screen here, but we don't. Yep. Well, we, we can put it in the final product. In October 2015, AmateurLogic celebrates our 10th anniversary. To observe this event, ICOM and MFJ have joined us for a great HF station contest. We'll be giving away an ICOM IC7410 HF transceiver along with MFJ coax, power supply, and antenna. Visit AmateurLogic.tv slash contest for details. Okay, so Tommy, I think, uh, I think it's a wrap. All right. Well, let's go to that snack bar, man, and uh, we'll see you it's about this time next month. Uh, let's do that. And uh, i tell you what, sometime, oh, just before the 15th, why don't we do an amateur logic? Let's do it. All right. 73. 73, everybody. Hi, welcome to Ham. Almost said the wrong show. <laughs> First off, I think we should mention that whenever we're shooting an episode of Ham College, we've got a chat room going on. We've got a chat room. <laughs> it's not happening. That's what we talked about last time, but now we're going to talk about what we talk about this time. <laughs> All right, let's go on to the next one here. What emission modes are permitted in the non-restricted subband? Or in the mode-restricted yeah. subbands, oh, too. Maybe I should read that again.